What's good? Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We have a special interview today with Susan Beth. This is going to bless you. If you've ever been caught up in works and doing really great things, or if you've been in a season far too long and you've noticed you've been trying to rush your process or just get out ahead of God or just really flee the season, this episode is also for you. There is so much goodness stored up in here, so definitely listen all the way through on this episode. I also want to share, we've got two really, 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 really powerful live trainings coming up in August, which is already this week, which is so crazy to say out loud, right? Like, how are we in August? I don't understand. I don't get it. So two really, really powerful trainings, okay? So the first one is actually going to be a masterclass. We're going to hold it on August 10th, which is a Thursday. It's all about finding healing after emotional and psychological abuse. Because listen, this is running rampant right now. This is one of the things that the enemy for sure wants to deploy to help kill, steal, and destroy in your life. And a lot of times we give them access without realizing it. So we're going to talk all about how you can find healing after emotional and psychological abuse, how you can see it for what it is, ways that you can heal, ways that you can have healthy boundaries and guard against this getting access to your life. We're also going to talk about breaking free of drama addiction. Yes, it is a thing. We get addicted to Drama. Wild. But we're going to break down what that means, and we're going to unpack this for a little bit longer. This is going to be a live three-day challenge that we're doing Thursday, August 22nd, all the way to Thursday, August 24th. And this is all, both of these, are inside the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle. Okay? So the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle You can become a part of that for a small fee of $33 a month for every month, or you can pay a one-time fee of $197 and get access to the entire year, okay? So not only will you get access to all of the previous trainings that we've done, but you will get access to all of the future live upcoming trainings as well, in addition to all of the replays and ongoing support and coaching on that content. And what I mean by that is this Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle is held in a private app. It's also in a different space inside Courage Co., okay? So when you get inside this space, there's a whole training bundle there. All the masterclasses are there. All the challenges are there. Guest interviews are there. There's a ton of content with all the notes. So as you're navigating through that content, you can interact. So you can ask questions, even if it was a training from November, let's say, of last year, you can still ask questions about it and still get answered and get support and coaching on it, okay? So you get access to all of that, whether you wanna join monthly, and be a part of that monthly and just have an ongoing subscription if that works better with your budget or just a one-time payment of $197. This is a no-brainer. Let me help break this down for you. (laughs) That is paying less than 50 cents a day for your personal development and spiritual growth. 
I have never seen where you can do that anywhere else, I promise you. I've invested hundreds and thousands of dollars in myself at this point, okay? And I didn't want finances to be something that blocked you. And I promise you, the value in there is worth at least 3K. At least. Okay, so get plugged in there. You can join now and prime yourself and get access to the previous trainings. And so you can also RSVP to the events that are upcoming or uh, you can also get on the email list to have updates as well. So you can go to info or I'm sorry, you can go to www.julianapage.com to get onto the email list or you can go to www.couragecode.org and you will see the masterclass bundle there is an option to RSVP, okay? Because here's the interesting thing. Let me break this down before we dive into this episode. You deserve, you deserve to see the truth and fully heal in your life. And a lot of times when we have heart issues, it's because we don't fully see the truth and we're not allowing ourselves to heal. But you deserve to create deeper and more authentic relationships in your life. Relationships immensely impact the quality of your life, and these are not something that we can ignore. And if you are somebody that's used to breadcrumbs, then this is a reminder for you. Your birthright is to be fully loved. And whoever convinced you that you needed to settle for anything less than that didn't have the capacity to show up in a way that could meet the splendor of all that you are. You are God's delight. You're God's favorite. (laughs) Just think about it that way, right? What they have offered is not representative of how much you deserve. You do not, you do not, you do not have to settle for breadcrumbs of love when you deserve the entire loaf, okay? And just because people in your past haven't been able to meet your needs or even recognize them, doesn't mean you don't deserve to have them or that you should continue to ignore them and deny them. The pain of neglect, right, often emotional neglect, is sometimes called the emotional desert. And this is the trauma of absence. Neglect really, really hurts. It's super, super painful. It can be harder to identify because there wasn't a specific event right? It's just this ongoing lingering feeling or tone or culture. And in the absence of a clear narrative or understanding as to why, we fill in the blanks. That's just what we do. We fill in blanks that are in our lives. Often when we do this, we make ourselves the origin and reason of the neglect, blaming ourselves for the absence of their emotional presence and responsiveness. And it's often done as a means of more control and navigating pain. And the stories that we create as to why this happened become the running script of how we operate and perceive the world. If I ask for what I need, they're going to leave me. I take up too much space in this world. I will be accepted more if I stay quiet. Lies, right? In reality, the absence of someone else's presence or ability to attend to someone else's needs is a reflection of their capacity what was modeled for them generationally, or the lack of resources in the environment or culture that could allow them to feel grounded and safe enough to connect with someone else. You don't have to invalidate your needs to avoid conflict, to be nice, to please them, to avoid them leaving you, to fit in, to be accepted or chosen, or be loved. 
Every time you chase love, you are abandoning yourself in the pursuit. So if you've ever chased love, reached so far for the unavailable that you tipped yourself off on your own axis, then you know what it's like to self-abandon in the pursuit of your needs and desires. When you overperform and reach beyond yourself to be seen or capture someone else's attention, you end up rupturing the very seal of your safety, your boundary from the inside. You get sucked into the abyss of space, wandering like a ghost of yourself, hoping to finally be found. The sad part is, even if they could turn around and meet you, the whole authentic you wouldn't be there to be met. If this has ever felt like you, honor that this was a survival pattern that you learned and there is no need to shame it. Take as much time as you need to embody your boundaries, the container of you, and occupy it fully. Notice when you start breaching your own boundary or pursuing someone by leaving this container. You'll recognize this by an infatuated focus on someone else and having little or no awareness about what you need and deserve. Pull yourself back into your body and remind yourself that to be met, to have the company you desire, you have to be home to answer the door. When we've asked in the Courage Co. community, what is the most courageous thing you've ever done? An overwhelming amount of responses identified leaving a narcissist, or wanting to muster the courage to do so as one of their most courageous things. You may have also experienced narcissistic abuse. This has become more widely talked about, especially since the pandemic. But you possibly don't really recognize covert behaviors. And this is the most difficult to recognize. And you can see this in relationships. You can see this at a job. You can see this with friends. You can see this type of behavior everywhere. So it's very important that you know the traits and what the traits are of the targets as well, how this operates so that you aren't blindsided by it. I also want you to know personally that you're not alone, that I've been there and I understand deeply, intimately, the pain and confusion and the utter destruction and devastation that this invites into your life. I also want you to know that you are going through this and what you are going through could eventually become the catalyst that will lead you to deep healing and awakening of who you really are. You are magnificent and anything you have been told that contradicts that message has nothing to do with you, but is only a projection from someone else who is not seeing you or themselves clearly. And I'm so, so glad that you listened to this podcast. I invite you to get plugged into CourageCo, www.courageco.org. Again, get plugged in, not just to CourageCo. Inside Courage Co., you can join us for prayer calls, for weekly small groups, and start building community right? And get some weekly encouragement. But when you dive deeper and start doing these trainings, this is where the rubber meets the road and you start activating change and transformation in your life. Okay. So yes, it, you are worthy and deserving of investing in you. And we've made that very easy for you to do. So definitely get plugged in to the masterclass on finding healing after emotional and psychological abuse that we're starting in August, as well as the breaking free of drama addiction challenge that we're doing at the end of August. 
Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle is where those are hosted under the events. So when you register for the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle, you'll get access to everything in the past that we've done and also the future. And we are going big after healing dependency on crisis and chaos in yourself and others so that you can find greater peace, passion, and purpose in your life. There is no need to be what's in your way. One of our life's most significant and silent endemics stems from jumping from one crisis to another and creating chaos to run from deeper pain, depleting our vital energy, resources, and time. So join us to embrace your journey, reclaim your light, and live a life that reflects the magnificent beauty inside of you. Join us in the Courage Co. Masterclass Bundle now to access all these trainings and join us live, www.courageco.org. I cannot wait to see you there and for what God is doing with this and all of the breakthrough and transformation that you get to step into. Do not miss out. All right, let's dive into this interview. Think about it this way. Are you doing things that you think you should do, that you're supposed to do, and you're doing a whole bunch of good things, but that's actually blocking you from what you're destined to do? Hmm, let's talk about it and dive into this interview. Oh my goodness, God's vibes. We have a special guest. Susan Beth is in the house today. Welcome, Susan Beth. It's so nice to have hey. you here. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Very excited. I know. We're like Insta friends. I love it. Yes. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. I'm like, my spirit recognizes your spirit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? Where do you live? Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. My name is Susan Beth and I am in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes. And I have been married to my husband, Ron, for over 35 years. Let's go. And That's the story. Come on. Yes. Yeah. And, and together we have five children. And, and at the moment we have five grandchildren because only two of our five are married at this point. So okay. I'm sure there's more of those to come, but oh um, I'm, yeah. So it's a, it's a fun season, a new fun season, stepping into being a grandparent um, I'm an abstract artist and host of the She Is podcast that actually this fall, so like the next month or so, will be starting its eighth year, eighth season. Come on. And I'm trying to I'm trying to celebrate that because I love celebrating others, but it's like it's sometimes hard for myself. Like oh, it's yeah. like, oh no big deal. So I'm really trying to when I realize that, I'm like, I really want to make a point of be excited about that and celebrate that. I kept showing up <laughs> when I didn't always want to. Eight but. years, come on. And I think if you look into the number eight, I believe it symbolizes grace. I'm pretty sure. Ooh, yeah, like but that. look up the number eight. That'll help you like really absorb and celebrate. Yeah. Eight years yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. So yeah. good. Congratulations. We'll celebrate you Thank over you. here. Okay. <laughs> Thank That's you. Honestly, like when you are being faithful to the mission and just showing up and especially in the beginning, it's like, nobody's listening to you in the beginning. Right. Yeah, right. And we're just faithful and saying yes to God every single day. There is something to be said about that. And something that is fun. I did this recently. You can go through your camera roll. So okay. go through your camera roll for the past eight years and just look at what was going on in your life. And you still showed up faithfully. Mm. It'll be really powerful. Like literally go through your camera roll, look at what was happening in the past eight years of your life 
right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a good thought. Doing and how you were faithful to this assignment. Wow. It's going to be so, so powerful for you. That Okay. I'm going to use that, I think, because yeah. I talk a lot about seasons. That is my thing. Yeah. And that's real. That would be really interesting to even share that of looking back yeah. and seeing that journey. Oh, Do wow. it. Okay. Do it. I was recently inspired to do this in my own life. And it's hilarious. I had like every single hair color. <laughs> <laughs> same thing. Every single hair color. So that was fun. Um, but just seeing what God is doing. And then it, what's interesting too, when you look at a photo, like you can see exactly where you were mentally. You can see exactly where you were emotionally. You can see mm -hmm. what God was doing spiritually. Like, yeah. you know, right. The picture where yeah. the nice words, like, you know, what was happening behind that photo. So it's like, okay. oh man, like, isn't yeah. it good? Like you'll just, it'll be powerful. So, okay. Yes. I've, and I've, and I've got lots of photos, so yes. <laughs> lots of material to go through. Okay, yeah. cool. It'll be good. And look up the number eight. That'll be super okay. Going to do that. Yep. Going to do that. So tell us a little bit about your journey with God. I think we talk about that a lot over here. That there's no straight shot to God necessarily. A lot of times we okay. find God literally like a heart to heart relationship with Him through brokenness, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you might have been introduced to Him, but you don't really get to Him until you've been broken before Him, yeah. right? And He can mm -hmm. actually get into your innermost heart, right? He desires yeah. that truth is in your inmost heart, right? And that doesn't happen a lot until we're broken. So I'm just curious what your journey with God has been before you've arrived where you are today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we, before we started jumped on, we were talking about names and yeah. when I was little, I mean, my name is Susan Beth and Susan Beth Smith. Yeah. And so rel relatives and close family called me Susan Beth. But then as I got older and into school, I don't know what point, but it kind of got dropped. And so then I was always just Susan, which was fine. Yeah. And some relatives when I'd see them would still call me Susan Beth and my grandparents and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so it has been interesting then in the last decade, as I feel like I've gotten back to the pureness of who Susan Beth was, as was freely as a child. Um, I started using that name, like with my art and different things and on the podcast. And so I, I, I wondered if people then that have known me, like, like, why is she going by Susan Beth all the time? But it was, it, it's just kind of a reminder to me of, because I believe so strongly in that we each are uniquely wired from the start and we come into this world exactly as who he wants us to be. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Life well, happens and we take on different you things. Know what and so and Beth mean. Because the power of a name is so, what? you know what they mean? Um, I think consecrated to God. I think it's Beth. Come on. What? I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. But I was, I was so. What does Susan, Susan mean? Um, like lil, pure white lily kind of goes back into like that, like Latin. So like Susan, Suzanne, like they all have that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So pure and consecrated to God. Right. Well, and what I'm getting to, like, since you're describing this is like Suzanne, Susan Beth is like God restoring your youthfulness. Mm. Right. Or well, like, and I feel, and I, and I, I really feel that way. I mean, I feel yeah. um, tomorrow's actually my birthday hey. and, and I'll, be, I'll be 57 years old, which like boggles my mind to even say that yeah. um, because I feel, I do feel younger in spirit than I did in my late twenties when I was first married and having my first kids. It's, 
yeah, it is interesting. It's like, I feel that. So that is why even with the name, it was just kind of like, I feel more like Susan Beth, <laughs> you know? And it's, it's childlike wonder, right? Like you can't, yes, absolutely. unless you become like a child. So I think that yeah. that's prophetic for your life. Like God wants yeah. you to be in this lightness of being in this pure mm-hmm. heart, right? In this yeah. really excited expectance with him, especially Mm-hmm. position or attitude right so you can really yeah, have and enjoy right. your life like that's the promise and it's like we we don't really yeah. get to have and enjoy our life more so like serious <laughs> yes no <laughs> you know? I, yes and yeah exactly and I mean from the young age I mean I was always full of life and yeah. big feel big feelings which honestly I felt like was a little much to a lot of people and honestly it felt a lot to me at times too you know it's like I yeah. Didn't know what to do with all the feelings I had felt. So, you know, and I grew up, my father was a preacher. So I grew up a PK kid. So I was in church anytime the doors were open, even when they weren't probably. And I uh, married a minister, which was my desire. I knew I always wanted to be in ministry. So I, I married a pastor. So I was excited about that, you know, yeah. because I can't, I can't ever remember a day in my life, not loving Jesus and having the desire just to serve him and honor him with all my life. That's just always the way I felt. And, and the way that I saw that modeled up close was through serving in the local church and being in full-time ministry. I'm doing quotes full-time ministry because now I, I, I totally, I totally think differently about that term now, but that's, that's what I was raised in. And, and I, and I mentioned this because I think a lot of people can relate to this. You can substitute church or full-time ministry for whatever path you've chosen, yeah. you know, uh, and you chose it because it was probably a likely path or something you were familiar with, or you saw modeled in some way that yeah. you pursued it. Sometimes it's like, you know, you chose to go to college or pursue higher education because that's what your family did and you saw modeled, or it could be um, being part of the family business because your family and so why wouldn't you be part of the family business? You know, right. we tend to move forward in what's familiar. And, but when we do that, we're putting God in a box of only what we see and understand yeah. when he has so much more for us that we just haven't necessarily seen modeled. And I think that the reason sometimes we haven't seen it modeled is because it's something that he has uniquely wired us to do and he's inviting us into co-laboring you know with him to to bring it to life and bring it forth into the world and I feel like that was a big struggle for me because like I said I always had the desire to be in full-time ministry by meaning I whatever I had got it's yours you know what I'm saying that was my heart's desire and because I saw it modeled only through the local church that's until the last couple of years, that is the main way that ministry came forward. I say that it wasn't the main way that was, if somebody asked us, it's like, yes, we passed our church. What shifted was when we saw if we are truly showing up how we are wired, then the people we're reaching and the things we're doing aren't necessarily taking place on Sundays. You know, I mean, we saw more fruit of, yeah, expanding the kingdom of God outside of that when we were truly putting our hand to what he put in our hearts to do, you know? Yeah. So, so it's, so it's been interesting as I've gotten older, it's been then this process of unlearning and 
and doing for me just to give back to the simplicity and the pureness yeah. of who God made, made me to be in this world. And so, so that kind of goes back to the whole name thing of, yeah. I, I really feel it has been just an unlearning of, okay, you've been showing up in this way because you thought that was the best way when the best way is for you to image God. He designed you to, to do that and show that up. So, um, and I always want to be clear because that I'm, that I don't say any of that to, um, with any regret for any of the seasons that we've served in and done, I mean, because I know that each season I've walked through every experience has formed who I am today. You know, I would not be who I am if I had not walked through the season. And there was so much growth and so much goodness that came in every season that I've lived. I mean, such blessing. Um, but as life is, it, you know, each season is always this mix, you know, of this, the beautiful and the hard moments. Sure. Um, so I'm even thinking if you're sharing like two things, it's like, one, what do people get when they get you? Like, I think mm-hmm. if they get me, I've failed them, right? They, to me, mm-hmm. I want them to get an encounter with God. I don't want them to get me. I want them to get an encounter with God. And it's like, are yeah. they going? like, what literally are people getting when they get you? Do they get stress? Do they get rules? Do they get religion? Do they get to God? Like, yeah, it's a really a great question. And then it's also, there's the scripture that talks about, sure, you like preach the paint off the wall and like prophesied all these great things, or you did all these beautiful things in my name, but I never knew you. Like mm-hmm. I never had this like heart to heart connection with you. I never knew yeah. you You're doing all these great things for me, quote unquote, like in my name, yeah. but were they actually with me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like those two things I think are really, really powerful when you think about what does God care about? most yeah right or right. like what right. is his mission because we we do a lot of good things right they mm-hmm. could even be considered godly things right right but like, are they what god is leading you to do and is that what he has designed for you or are there ways that you can refine it and i think it's healthy to do that it's not like that mm-hmm. that path was not right or wrong in any sort of way right like right I like right. right or wrong like god uses it all right it's yeah. like you probably were on assignment that whole time but like you yeah, were absolutely ready for like this deeper level of revelation that he started revealing to you. Right. Was that gradual over time or what started to happen? It it, it really was. I mean, um, and I can, I can look back. Yeah, it is. It's almost this, um, these layers of revelation all through, I mean, from the church first church we ever worked as a couple, it's like, I can see, Oh, okay, God, I see what you were teaching me in that season and what you showed me that, it is. It's just these layers of experiences that we either choose to grow and learn in, which I didn't always do, you know, because it's like I was stuck in this is the way it should look and this is how I'm supposed to show up, you know? So it's like, okay, I I, I see that and hear that, but it's like, I don't see how that fits in, which goes to what I was even saying at the start. It's like, I think that has been just a huge struggle for me and, and the learning and the unlearning is, being comfortable with exactly who I am. Yeah. Um when versus who it, you think you should be or how people yes. need to be perceiving you. Like that's a lot if you think about it, that's a ton of activity yeah. to figure out how to basically perform mm-hmm. people. Oh yeah. Perform for this role when God never is about that at all. Right. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it's not, um, I mean, it was never of like, okay, I'm faking something or not showing up and that God, absolutely. I mean, you even said this, I mean, I, I put my gifts to use in, in that, in that way. So there was like beautiful things, but there was just still always the struggle of you're not being, you're still in this box and like showing up in this role and what you think is expected and comfortable and there's so much more. And um Do you have and, any and I of like one of those shifts? Huh. Cause I feel this is so powerful and it's so relatable and it's so true. Like I love that you said, like whatever path you relate to, like in some way we do this. It's like, oh, I'm supposed to go study this thing and become this type of person because that's what is acceptable in this family, or I'm supposed yeah. to show up and do this way, and it's supposed to follow yeah. this thing. Otherwise, well, I'm I think. Well, I mean, this is this is my story, so I don't know unless somebody's maybe in ministry or just the way you view church, then you might not relate to this as much. But yeah. for somebody that grew up, I mean, my dad was a pastor, and and let me say right off, um, because you hear lots of stories of like, oh, PK, and like a lot of them veer off because of what they saw. Yeah. My my parents were exactly, I mean, that mean I honestly I used to think as a teenager and going into ministry, I kept thinking, man, I don't have a testimony. You know what I'm saying? Because I'd be so moved when I'd hear these like dramatic stories and how God saved yeah. somebody. And I'd be thinking, I don't have, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I have some dramatic story. I got one now, but. Um, <laughs> uh, it was brewing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's because it's like, I grew up in a great home, you know, loving parents that, you know, were there, met all my needs. You know, it's just like, I grew, grew up with a very stable, secure family and life. Um, okay, my mind, I just forgot what I, what I was answering for you. Um, oh, you're, you're asking for an example. Okay, so yeah. I, I, think, I think then, like I said, I just always had the desire to honor God of like with my whole life. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't even like, okay, I'm doing this. And then, so I think that had to look a certain way and a certain role. And like I said, I think the local church, because that's what I'd seen it in, that's all I could see that happening through. Yeah. And so, right, as good as and great as that was, it's like over and over, like I said, without even trying. And this was even like growing up, like at school, it's like um, people would, I mean, just because of friendships. I mean, I had friends that were Jewish. Um, fam- I mean, a lot of my friends, they weren't like necessarily church kids. I mean, I had those at church, but all my friends at school, necessarily church kids, but they all came to know the Lord. And honestly, it wasn't even, it was never because I was not the person pulling out the track and saying, okay, hey, for us to be friends, you got to be Christian and go to church with me. Right. It was not that at all. It was just, that was my life. And they like would hang out at my house. And it was just like, that was who I was to where they would honestly be asking me of like, okay, tell me about, the, you know what I'm saying? They would ask me the questions, which honestly, it was so, such a big part of my life. I was kind of like ready, like, we don't have to talk about this, you know what I'm saying? But it was like, naturally that happened to me all the time. Yeah. So, which if I would have just noticed that. So it's like, I think then there's the structure of then the programs as things that church felt very stifling to me because they naturally happened in other ways, just living life, you know? Yeah, that's powerful. And yeah. So, and so then that's been the same thing as true as an adult. It's like, um, I felt pressure to do right the women's Bible studies or the different the things. And I was like, I would like this to a certain point, but it's like, honestly, I would rather be writing in my journal at a coffee shop, you know, and then 
get into conversation with the barista and it's like, yeah, just naturally, okay, what, what's God doing here? You know what I'm saying? That's what lit me up. And I struggle with that. I'm like, okay, well, hang on. I should be feeling this in a different direction and inspired a different direction. So finally it was just the realization of like, no, you're, you're trying to fit in a box that I haven't designed. There's so much more and I, I want to do so much more through your life. If you will realize you're not stuck in this box. Yeah. yeah. It's so powerful. So. It's like, it's almost like the theme of like ministry isn't designed for the church. Like the church is almost like where you get equipped where you get trained, yes. where you really get challenged in your own study and reflection on the world, on the world right. and the world is like where you're out here living it. Right. Like your life is your right. ministry. Truly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and realizing that, as powerful moments I'd have like in worship. And I mean, I love to lead worship and sing all those things and have powerful moments. It's like, I just saw I those moments happened outside of the church all the time when I would realize those are sacred spaces too. You know, everything, anywhere I, anywhere I'm going and yeah. opening my mouth, you know what I'm saying? I mean, God's yes. with me. And it's like, he's just, I just feel like we just confined, or I say we, I mean, I think a lot of people have, but I mean, I know I had, even though it was happening, it was like still like it wasn't, if it wasn't happening in the context of church, it was almost like it was not as spiritual. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Like to me, like it's yeah. like taking this lie of the enemy and just like grabbing it. You see yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, absolutely. This is where you're supposed to have impact and you can't have it anywhere else. Like, wouldn't be that be him to like see the life? Mm -hmm. So then you're like just yeah. living life and then you're not even aware or sensitive or conscious to like, what is God doing here? What does he yeah. want to do? Yeah. Like an example yeah. I've shared here before, he had me on a mission. You think you would go to like a networking event to like grow your business and make new connections or something? <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah. he had me on a mission just to go and minister to the one. Mm, yeah event. like there inevitably there would be one person there that he'd want to oh, wow. and it was the most powerful thing ever like he just had me yeah. on this thing and it wasn't about any agenda it was just like there's somebody here that needs to have an encounter with me and you're just going to go to these networking events and find out oh wow and that was the mission awesome. right and I was like this is fun like <laughs> yeah. like undercover with him in some sort of weird way nobody has any idea not even you it's just whatever yeah do so I love just using that as a operating system like God what do you want to do right like every day you wake up something really awesome or powerful could happen with him there's something right. that you can encounter there's yeah. something that he wants like a deeper level of him that he wants to expose you to just something right. good is, is oh, okay. happen every single day yes oh I, I so agree I yeah. so agree it's yeah. so fun. So I want to hear too, since you've been soaking in his goodness your whole life, like what are your favorite ways to connect with God? Well, um, the favorite, my favorite way is I kind of got there out of when I was saying I didn't have a story. I felt like I didn't have a testament, testimony. Testimony. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like my most favorite life giving way that I connect with God now came probably out of desperation of, um, of just walking through seasons where I felt that struggle so much of God, I have these desires in my heart to, for different things. And I feel like 
I don't see it. I mean, you know, and I feel stuck. I feel stuck in this season. And um, so out of desperation, I, I, I found myself developing these rhythms and practices that created space for me to connect with God yeah. and not through somebody else. So that's, that, so that's what I, that's probably your thing when I talk about the church thing. And, and let me say, I grew up having devotions and prayer times. By my, I was taught that from a young age to have an individual relationship with God. Okay. So I, so this isn't about um, me always having to go through, you know, somebody teaching me something and guiding my hand. So it, it's, it's deeper than that. Um, but it was just getting to a place where feeling frustrated and stuck in a season that didn't seem like it was ending. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, we can control a lot of things in our life and rush things. We can, um, you know, a variety of things. We can be like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get, hurry and get dressed and rush to the next thing I'm going to do. So there's lots of things we could speed up a process and do. But yeah. the one thing we cannot control is growth in our life which that's what God's all about <laughs> and, and us learning and growing. And um, so I would feel so frustrated and feel so stuck in a season. And, and now I've learned right that that was beautiful. I mean, I couldn't rush it. And where I felt like I was stuck and waiting for another season for God to be seen powerfully in my life or to show up powerful for me to then have the strength and courage to show up as I felt like, he had designed me to, it's like, you know, you know, so I felt stuck. It was like, no, he's right here and he's growing me. And I say this often that, you know, there's beauty to be found in every season. And yeah. so many times we, we, it's our fault that we just don't, we don't recognize it because we're just kind of like, okay, I'm going to just ride this one out because when I look around, this is not the season I want to be in. And it's, only when we choose to faithfully say, this is where I'm at. This is where my feet are planted. So God, you're here, you're here. And I'm going to see where you're moving in my life and what you're doing. And I'm going to keep showing up faithfully, yeah. planting the seeds yeah. and trust you with the growth. And that's exactly what I've seen. So even when things just come into peace with that, like even if it doesn't look like I want it to look like that you're here and you're growing me. And so I found um after this one time where I just felt very disappointed in circumstances and the season of just like okay don't and, and it, it really my heart I, I mean it was the first time that I really let God have it I feel like and, and and people that know me would think wow that took you that long so it's not like I don't it, when that I was honest with God that I wasn't ever honest with God I, I definitely feel like I was but still, I think there was a part of me that um, that it was a sin. I, okay, I'll say it this way. Up until this point in my life, yeah, it's like if there was um, tension and struggle, it, my attitude was I just need to pray more and trust God more and be a better Christian, a better person. And you know, so I would just smash any feelings I was having down. It's like, Susan, you just need to surrender more to God. So that was the game plan forever. So at this point, I got to a thing where I was just like devastated. And I said to God, I'm like, I give up. I'm not saying I, I believe in you. You know what I'm saying? So there was never a moment where I was like, I don't believe you exist. What that? Yeah. But I did say, I cannot love you any more than I love you. <laughs> you know, I can't 
serve you anymore. I can't do all the things. And and let me say, I, I'm not saying that like I was doing everything perfectly at all. I right. failed all the time. So I'm not meaning that. But yet I just knew in my humanness, it was just a point where I knew in my humanness, yeah. I cannot try anymore than I'm trying right now. And this is not working. This is not working. And, and I actually got in bed, pulled the covers up over my head and on my phone, binged, you know, these different series and bawled and cried. And through it all, I just felt like, I felt like God crawled up in that bed with me (laughs) where before it had been like my, my, my thoughts in my mind would have been like, get up, read your Bible and go do what you know to do. But in that moment, I felt like God crawled up in the bed with me and he was like, what you watching? (laughs) You know, what are we doing? I'm right. I'm right. Well, no, but I'm like, in the sense of what are you watching? I'm here with you. Yeah. I mean, and through the series, it's like, I was like, wasn't even a series about God. Well, and, and I mean, I'm bawling and it's like through this whole series that I'm watching that I would have never spent that much time watching yeah. as I'm crying. I mean, tears would just be rolling my face. I felt God right there with me, healing me and speaking to me through this series on Netflix. That I wouldn't even typically be watching. Yeah. And it was such a healing time. And it's like, I walked away from that season. And this has been many years now. Um, it totally shifted my relationship with God of like, it's not about me. It's about him. And I can't, I, I can never be good enough. He's not going to love me anymore. It's not about that. He loves me and he has a plan for me and he's going to walk through these seasons with me. And so I, I, I started, I've always loved to journal and, and, Right. I mean, I've always had a notebook since I was a kid, but it's like it just became more of that. So it wasn't it was different. What shifted was um, it became a time with him. Yeah. So um, that was created where I would like, you know, just like be reading the you know, reading scripture and everything. And then I would like to just start writing and journaling. And it was so it was not through any kind of program, not through somebody, not through a sermon, not that it was me and God. And it was like during those times, you know, he just was reminding me who I am and whose I am. And then there was just this natural outflow as that progressed of, you know, starting the podcast, um, you know, diving deeper into my art. And, and more recently, um, just I've developed that she is awakening seasonal journal just this past year. Yeah. Um, And we can talk more about that. But it was, uh, it was just this shift in my mind that, um here okay hearing him speak to me in a different way I mean I believe I grew up in a denomination that we believe God can speak to you I know everybody doesn't believe that so so that was nothing new that was nothing new um I think what was new is like what I said before the struggle of I always felt like he was speaking to me but the the tension was I was cramming that down because I, I didn't know how it fit in my life and um, so I started living very intentionally with, as I'm spending this time and creating this space and I'm writing, like in those moments is like, I would just be writing and I feel like writing down when he's speaking to me yeah. and it was blocking out because I was being so intentional at that time. It was blocking out the noise because life can just be so noisy as you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. there's just so, so many voices, so many opinions. And I often say that if we are not intentional about how we want to live our lives, then life lives us. Yes. And, you know, all of our days just are one big blur. You know, we get to the end of the day and we're like, what even happened at the end of the week and the month? And um, 
So I, I think if we're not intentional about how we're choosing to live every day, we, um, we live our life on autopilot. We wake up every day, have the same thoughts, do the same thing, and, and are frustrated with that. Or yeah. we, we live our life to the expectations and the opinions and the desires and, and purposes of those around us. You know, we just get sucked up into what our best friend's doing and what are her kids doing. So we sign up our kids for all those same things or what are our girlfriends doing? And it's like, you know, we're comparing and we just find ourselves living to somebody else's purpose for their life or their desires when um, isn't necessarily for us. And I think that's where the tension in our life comes from, where we really start feeling like uh, life is falling apart. Yeah. And it's because I think because we're out of alignment with who we are. Yes. You know, when, we, when we're living to somebody else's opinion or purpose, yeah. Yeah. Um, then at some point we're going to feel, we're going to start feeling and experiencing that in some way in our mind and our body. And I think that's what happened to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like in some way you're going to collapse in some way yeah. because you can only do that for so long yeah. and you get to a point where you go like, something's got to give <laughs> because yeah. I'm not living the way I was designed and created to live. So it's taken a toll on me, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or we get which it sounds like from what I'm hearing with your story, which you so courageously shared. Thank you for sharing that with us. Just how we get these ideas of what we think serving God looks like or what making him happy looks like and what he wanted to affirm, mm -hmm. which is so beautiful to you in this moment is that you are my delight. You don't have to do yeah. anything. Like you can be like chilling under the covers in your bed, watching a series that you don't even remember. And I'm here with you. And like, that's still, you are still my delight. Mm -hmm, I just yeah. delight in spending time with you, right? And it's almost like that opened the relationship. Like there's a one-sided relationship. Yeah. Where we're just hearing and we're just seeking, but we're not actually giving anything. We're not talking with God. Yeah. We're not really engaging his heart in anything. We're not partnered with him necessarily in anything. We're just doing it for different, mm -hmm. right? And he's yeah. never like, yeah. he's not about performance. He's about partnership yeah. right 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 and that heart right. connection and I love that you said it was a heart condition because on the outside everything looked fine like probably people on the outside oh, yeah. would see a difference in that massive shift that happened inside of you right but you right. felt it in your heart you're like my heart wasn't really with you and I had mm -hmm. to get desperate about I don't know you can name what that desperation was some of the things I was hearing was like getting out of the season that you felt stuck in wanting to see God show up maybe in your life in a different way. There was just something that you were desperate for. But when we give mm -hmm. that desperation to God, that's when he really starts moving in our life. Yeah. It's usually the one that we're desperate for, but we think that we're desperate for a change on the outside or for this mm -hmm. shift to happen or this thing. And he's right. like, oh, man, you're hungry for me. Right. Right. Oh me. yeah. Right. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. And I think that's why I'm saying I feel lighter and freer and and younger and more youthful at this age because I felt so burdened down a lot of times, you know, like I was carrying the weight of the kingdom of God on my back, you know, and I've got to save the world. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and, um, I mean, that's, you know what I'm saying? And it was like, it was just like, that's, he's yeah. done that. He, you know, Jesus yeah. came and did that. You he's know what he's that yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't have to care about that. You know what I'm saying? So it was like this responsibility instead of this freedom of, you know what, when you show up and image me, you're bringing the kingdom of God That's and it. let the Holy spirit draw people because he's, he's going to draw, not you. He's not the one, you know, that's not your responsibility. 
Yeah. And um, yeah, so no, that was like the major shift. It was just like a feeling like I, even, even though I would have said I knew that in my head knowledge, like I don't have to earn God's love. I knew all the, I mean, I told it to all the people, you know, it's like I knew all the right things to say. And I, I honestly believed them. <laughs> it was just like, uh, yeah, I think it was just too, that, um, probably now that I'm thinking about it, like I was comfortable with giving and not receiving. Woo! You know what I'm saying? Yes. Let me, let me, let me minister. To, let me minister to you. I know the verse to give you because yes. your life's falling apart, but it's like, I felt like, right. As the leader, it's like, you've got to always have it together. And it's like any negative feeling I'm having, it's like, I'm casting it down, you know, in the name of Jesus, because that's a, you know, that's wrong instead of like going, it's okay for me to be hurt and be mad and be, angry and feel hurt by you know something somebody did or whatever you know what I'm saying instead of just putting on okay well I'm a Christian though so I can't I'm still gonna show up and yeah like it doesn't mean you know, like emotional bypassing right yeah which I think that's probably right. that word wasn't used then at that time but it's like that's exactly probably what it was it was like I felt like if it wasn't God's best in my mind you know what I'm saying it's like you just don't even go there like put the smile on and just keep showing up and doing what you need to do. Like I said, not in a fake way. I love God and I love people, you know, so it wasn't being fake in that, but there was a part of me that, right. Wasn't it's totally like showing up honestly. Yourself taken out of context, right? Like, you know, you yeah. hear we're supposed to deny ourselves, right. Or take up your cross. So sometimes we think that's, Oh, that's just pushing emotions down. Or that's like ignoring these thoughts when really, those are part of your process. And like, when you're processing with God, he actually unpacks what's there. Like I, when you were saying yeah. that you are somebody that's always had big emotions, mm -hmm. right? Immediately I'm hearing creative, right? Like you're a creator, yeah. like people yeah. that have like a lot of like the biggest emotions, right. Are usually connected deeply in their heart. Right. Absolutely. But all yeah. of the performance, like it's taking you out of that deep connection. And that's why you almost started feeling yes. distant. And God's like, yeah. hey, like I made you this way on purpose, right? All of this deep feeling emotion allows you to live a fully expressed life. And I want to express myself through you in the way yes. I've designed you for, right? Let's oh, that's have exactly fun with that, right? You get to actually yeah. have and enjoy your life, not like limited or box. Yeah. Up. What, and what's crazy is because if you saw me as a child, I was very carefree and it was like, I was getting in trouble all the time because it was like, I was having fun and, you know, saying and like, like walked in a room and it's like, okay, where's the party? That was me. And that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's just like, then everything just took on this heaviness. And I viewed exactly like what you're saying. I viewed all the emotions and my personality as a weakness that I needed to surrender to God because it was like, you're too much. You're too, you feel, because I was very empathetic. So it's like, I'm, I walk in a room, I'm taking on everybody's stuff. So I'm like, so I'm thinking that's a weakness of like, you can't feel all this, you know? And um, yeah, so it was like, I definitely looked at a lot of my personality as a weakness that I needed to just, the more I surrendered to God, he was going to build me up and make me stronger in that. And so that is my testimony with the, with the journal and the yes. why I even went in this direction, because um, and I think you've talked about this first, I want to end something I was listening to you teach on um, the yeah. Psalm 46, 10, the be still and know that I'm God. Yeah. Um, because I have, I have kind of struggled with because self-help is such a big thing. And so some people, I, sometimes I hear people say almost dissing that of like self-help, you know, like as Christian, like it's all about God. I agree. I know it's all about God, 
But what I found in my life, yeah. major church girl, so all about God. You know, I'm saying I didn't grow up here in self-help and all that. Yeah. And what I found was the more time I spent with God yeah. and getting still with him yeah. and recognizing that he is God, the more he talked to me about him, about me and reminding me that I was his idea yeah. and that he knows me, that he knows me better than I know myself. And so it's like, it's hard for me to just like the, because some people are like, we need to need to focus on ourselves less. And it's all about God. And I feel like I was so far the other way that he brought me back of like, no, you're here for a reason. You know, if, if, why would I, why would I made and created humans? If I'm just going to sit here, well, I'm God, it's all about me and I'm God. He right. was just clearly showed me that we are here for a reason. You know what I'm saying? He, he yeah. knit each of us together yeah. for a reason and it brings him glory. It yeah. brings him glory. Yeah. Not when I'm necessarily standing up and leading in worship, yeah. or preaching a sermon, but when I show up in wherever I'm at, and I'm imaging him when I'm opening my mouth, when I'm doing what, when I'm doing my art, when I'm writing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like people see something and that's, you know, and it's like, that's, that's spiritual. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, you don't have to go to a church to, to usher in the presence of God. You know, we are in his image and he wants us to carry that wherever we go. Everywhere. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like so many people are getting freedom right now. It's just, oh, I, so, I, I think that that's the perfect example of, I've always found this to be true. Whenever we are rejecting or criticizing something, there's a reason you better be onto that. Mm. So like, let's say somebody's rejecting self-help. Why? Why? Why might you be rejecting it? Well, because I'm not supposed to go that way because I'm supposed to be all about God. Okay. Mm. Tap into that a little bit further. Like, where did you get that idea? And what does it mean to be all about God? Right? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Okay, go a little yeah. bit further. What does God say about that? Because it's not like God says like self-help is bad. Never explore that. God meets you exactly where you are. You could be right. watching that next Netflix series that has nothing to do with God. And God comes all up in that series, right? Or like, you could <laughs> yeah. be reading, right? You could be reading a self-help book and yeah. like starts talking to you in this book. Like he just, like you'll feel it. You'll get God bumps. Like you'll just be suspended in that moment with him. Like something will shift in you and you're like, yo, like this is God. Like he will meet yeah. you where you are. So it's like the minute mm -hmm. you judge something, you cut off what God wants to show you. Right. Mm -hmm. But when yeah. you're open to it, you can be like, wow, like what is God saying to me through this? And how is that helping me understand people better? Right. Yeah. I can meet them where they are because that's what God does. Like just yesterday, I was talking about attachment styles and how knowing okay. how to attach in relationship affects how you connect with God. Mm. Right. That's good. But I'm like, that's powerful. And if I said, oh, oh, attachment style theory is not a thing, it's not a big deal. Like we shouldn't look at that. We should just be about God. Well, what do you mean though? Like break it down. Like, so always yeah. be onto yourself right. when you have like a hard, judgment or criticism like even people saying like oh i don't like christians because they have all these rules okay but what <laughs> right like okay but dig that up like where did that come from why do you not like that right and what does it actually mean because god didn't come preaching christianity right he offered right. a relationship direct to god like you get a direct connection yeah. to god mm -hmm. awesome yeah. right like so maybe you don't like that people are blocking that connection 
that's powerful Ooh. information because now you can help open that connection. Like what? Yeah, you see what I'm good. saying? But it's like when we never explore, we just judge it. We push it away and we shut down the exact thing that God brought to you to do something with. Right. Mm, so I love good. that for yes. you, like in what you just described, it's like, oh, I didn't think that I was allowed to do these things that felt so natural. So I just started training myself to do what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That brought me further yeah. and further away from what felt most alive to me, most connected. And those are the things, right? God says, have and enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. Like that's a now word. That's not later. Like it's a now yeah. word, like have and right. enjoy it with me. That's like the best ministry, right? Yeah. Like, what kind of ministry do you have when you look miserable? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's just beautiful to see that it's like God wants to create and express through you in the exact mm -hmm. ways that he's inspiring you. Right. Right. Yes. But the world and like the enemy's agenda, because he's usually the one that's like ruling the world. Right. Mm -hmm. so he wants to shut you down and shut down that expression because that would be your influence. He wants you to not right. have a voice. He wants you to not express all this beauty and goodness that's coming from your God connection, right? Mm -hmm. and he wants you to right. be afraid of sharing God in the world. Like what? Right. <laughs> yeah. He's right? like, that was the whole plan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And then somehow God's like, no, no, no. We're like flipping this script. We're not going to do that anymore. It's like, it's beautiful. I love your heart to serve. I love your heart to give. I love your heart to minister like that is beautiful, but I love you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how you're wired and how I designed you. And that's going to change how you minister and you can do it everywhere. Yeah. Like right. what freedom is that? Like that is crazy. Yeah. So I love that you highlighted that for people because that wrestle is so hard to put words to, mm -hmm. right? We just think we're supposed to show up some kind of way and then we don't yeah. really know why anymore and then yeah. what to do differently right. so that's a really weird place to sit like only god can really help unpack that with you which is what mm -hmm. i love that you said too you said that you didn't necessarily go to a program or to another church or to another like teacher like you just sat with god right yeah right and yeah. he brought no, all no. this beautiful clarity to you yes no but to me, the powerful, I, know I hear lots of times when I talk about journaling and sometimes I hate to use the word journaling because then people think it's the, a particular notebook or style. It, it's more about just getting still and writing that helps you connect and listen, you know? Um, and so I found that when I'm doing that, it's like, it's just this practice of where my, my spirit is so strengthened in my purpose. You know, anytime it's just like, I walk away from that time, just feeling so strengthened in my purpose and yes. his voice, it, it becomes just louder and truer than any other voice that's trying to get my attention. You know, yes. it's like, it's just such clarity of in those moments that you walk away from. It's like all the other means nothing because it's like, I just was reminded by the God of the universe, yes. what he's put inside me. Amen. I love this. Does this happen when you're doing your abstract art too? Um. Yes and no. I have to, I've had people ask me that because I've heard some people talk about that kind of feeling, it's, but not necessarily. It's almost like, to me, I would say almost the foundation is the getting still and those moments. And it's like everything else just kind of flows out of that, you know? Yeah. But let me say, I mean, I, I have like a notebook with me at all times. So it's not even just like, okay, I'm taking this, 
I mean, I do think it's important to set a time, set aside, and I like doing, having slow mornings and spending that time doing that. And I know I've had a season of my life where I can do that, where I know everybody can't. But um, I keep I keep a notebook with me at all times because it's like it's it's all through the day, you know. It's like just something will pop in my mind and my heart, and it's like I don't want to forget that. Yeah. And you know, I, and I love going back and connecting. You know, it's like you think right, you can think you're in this season and think, oh God, what are you doing? What's going on? You know, you feel like nothing's happening. And the, if you go back and look, what he's speaking to you and the what you jotted down in the day, it's like, are you kidding me? Right. I'm like, like I'm telling you, this is like a whole yeah. firework show that you're missing. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah. So I'm I think very that- similar to you. Journaling is one of my now all time favorite things to do. And I resisted it like my entire life. I was like, that sounds awful. Yeah. Like, why would anyone do that? That sounds... <laughs> Who, who even has time for that, right? But that, when you see yeah. what happens in that yeah. thing and how it builds this track record with God and how it intensifies your prayers or like gets you down mm-hmm. to the specifics of what it is that you're asking God for, what it is that you're believing yeah. to do, like it just brings like this heightened awareness or what I love that you said too. It's like you were so empathetic and sensitive to things around you. But what this does is it shifts your empathy, not just be sensitive to the world, but to him. And when your Mm -hmm. sensitivity is like literally purified by him, now you're like looking for him everywhere and it's a way to live your life. So I love journaling. And and I see, and I see him everywhere. You you said that you're looking for him everywhere. That is the thing. I see him everywhere where I had him such in a box of, okay, you're going to show up when I do the Bible study or you're going to show up when I do this, when it's like, no, I'm, you know, everywhere. I love so journaling is one way. What are other ways that you now like love to connect with him? I love to like, I'm in like constant conversation with God, just like you would be talking to like your best friend. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how I view it. Yeah. But I'm just curious, like what other ways? Well, okay. I mean, like what I just said, and I mean, this might sound <laughs> crazy. I mean, I literally, as I'm saying, I, I couldn't even tell you specific things because it's yeah. literally, it's, it's all the time. And, and, but that didn't used to be like that. That's what I'm saying. It was like, I definitely experience the power and the presence of God and him speaking to me all throughout yeah. my life. But it's like, it's, it's like a, a veil or something. You know what I'm saying? It's like when I totally then just surrendered a step into that, it's like, there's no separation of, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like, I've been, no, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I mean, I can be putting on my makeup and it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm going to, there's going to be something that's, and then I, not, no, I'm not saying it in a weird, like, Oh, yeah. like super spiritual way. Like it's, we, it's just natural. It's just, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I just, I know he's with me and it's like, he's always speaking to me. And it's like, it's my awareness is what it is, you know, where I'm, yeah. where I've taken him out of the box yeah. and he's taken me out of the box. And it's like anything I do. I mean, so, so when people say that about painting, well, it's like, yes, it, it, I am inspired and he's speaking to me. I'm not like, Oh, God's telling me to do this painting, but it's like, I feel that in everything I'm doing. Yeah. So, so it's no different doing that than cleaning your house, than putting on your makeup than driving in your car. Like he's literally with you in all yeah. of those things. Like it's a scripture in him, yeah. we live and move and have our being, yes. you know, it's like, he's in it all. You know? Yeah. Or the scripture too, where it's like, cause I'm big on being right. But the scripture about do everything is unto the Lord. To me, I hear that. And it's do everything with him. Like, don't even try to do it by yourself. Just yeah. do everything with him. Yeah. And it's so much yeah. better. And like, you live in the kingdom, right? You live in his righteousness, his peace, his joy. Like, you are living in the flow of his spirit and everything you do when mm-hmm. you're partnering with him. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's good. Right. Right. So, that's so, it. 
I love. So how did he start? Um, how did he bring you into what you do today? Like, what has that been like? You just know to do this podcast, you know, to be showing up and doing what you're doing today. How did he bring you into this new yeah. assignment? Um, well, that's neat too. I think it is just been showing up and continue walking. And it's like, there were definitely times like in the past few years, even I'm like, okay, well, I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing, you know, art. It's like, I felt like I was doing different things, but I, I kept feeling like there is a connection in some way, but I wasn't seeing it. And I would like sit there and, you know, try to brainstorm and, and try to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and, and never had clarity on something. And so honestly, it's like, it, it came in such a way that I can't even tell you the moment it came because it was almost like then just all of a sudden it was like, oh, um, because I talk about seasons a lot, so much so that I try not to talk about seasons. <laughs> I mean, every every year, you know, like I would go back to, and see my podcast. And I'm like, okay, you talked about this last spring. You know, yeah. last summer you talked about this. I would see that. So I would like try not to talk about those things because I'm like, people are going to think you're just repeating stuff. Yeah. But it was like, I just felt this natural flow of seasons in my life. Um, you know, the natural seasons, but then also how it correlated with seasons of our life. And it was like, I just could never get away from it. So I talk about seasons a lot. So at the beginning of this year, it was like, all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I, I love to journal as we just talked about. Uh -huh. I just clearly saw a way that I integrated all these things. So I developed a, it's called the She is Awakening seasonal journal. So spring was released in the spring and each season has 13 weeks. Okay. okay. So it's a journal and now summer's released. And so I'm working on fall. I love so there'll be four every year, but so it has a weekly focus for each week, but it's undated because I know some people don't like to journal. And even though I love to journal and this shocks some people, because as much as I talk about journaling, like I said, I have something with me all the time. So I'm writing down when I thought God speaks to me or I have an idea. I'm doing that all the time. So if you looked in my seasonal journal, you wouldn't see that I've written neatly in each day, like the prompt. You know what I'm saying? I'm That's not me. I know it's a lot of people and that's great. So I've undated them because I am the type though, if I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm like behind. I don't want people to feel behind. It's like, it's your journal when you have it, use it as you want. You could never even write in it, but there is a weekly focus that has weekly, like journal prompts. Yeah. So it's, so they're particular. So say we're in summer now. Yeah. Well, okay, let's let's go to spring because we've been talking about growth. So it was all about growth. Okay. So it walks you through each week of spring. So when you open up the page, I'm just trying to give you a visual. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a weekly focus for week one and there's a title. And then to the left of it is a piece of artwork that I've done that you can only get if you have a journal. Oh. Um, you know, say so it's not a lot of times like I'll have stuff listed and like on my website, but these are pieces that are part of the journal that there's a scan code on that weekly focus that then gives you that information, but then also takes you to audios where it's either maybe podcasts that I've talked about that subject of growth that like additional resources. Um, so there's journal prompts then for you to think about that week of, you know, to where you're stopping and thinking, okay, God, what are you doing in my life this season? You know, where are you trying to grow me? Just different things as you walk through each season. And then there's empty pages for you to, to write. So, um, I, yeah, so I was, ex I mean, I was just like, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wow. So it, it brings together the podcast, um, the artwork, the journal, my love for journaling. So right now, that's, that's where I'm at of just developing those in every season and, and releasing those for people to buy. 
and beautiful. I've, I've, I've loved the word, just like having a fully integrated life or having congruence, right? Like where everything just, mm-hmm. you know, cause we can live our lives where it just seems like we're doing so many things that they're not connected, but it really is all connected. And God is always building you and bringing you somewhere. But mm-hmm. even as you were sharing, I was like, just even thinking with your name to like what you're doing now, I'm like, that's hilarious. Cause you were even trying to like, not talk about seasons, but it's like, your anointing and your purpose is to help people live fully consecrated to God and embrace every season. Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> like the yeah. fact of like how you were expressing this is so beautiful to me and just like mind blowing. Like it's mm-hmm. stunning to see, right? And yeah. it's like that's truly how you grow. Like you grow when you're consecrated to him, like when your heart is literally in his hands and you're allowing that relationship to mm-hmm. evolve in every single yeah. step, like no matter what yeah. you're walking through, no matter what it looks like, no matter what you're processing, like you go through it fully with him. And that's how he always brings you to the next. So you're not trying mm-hmm. to run out ahead of him yeah. or get stuck. It's like, how do you find him in everything? So. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because I was getting ready to say, I wanted to say this and you said it because I don't want anybody listening to this think, oh, she just floated through each season and now God's got her here. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not life for anybody. And, yeah. I, and I definitely was one that struggled with, because like I talked about my child. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm expecting, okay, right. Everything to just, um, and, and let me say, I, compared to what some people walk through, they would be like, that's nothing. But it's like, when it's you and your heart's broken through friendships, relationships, or whatever it is, it's like, it's all, real and painful and it's like so the biggest struggle was for me at times being in that season and thinking like I said it was a struggle and it felt wasted of like this isn't what I thought it was going to be when I'm so glad you said that so somebody's listening and thinking yeah I'm in a horrible season and this has nothing to do (laughs) with a good season and it has absolutely to do with it I would not be here saying what I'm even saying if I had not walked through the hard seasons it's like it's all it takes it all and that is where he grows us and our roots go down deeper and we even have something to say you know we want we would love for it all to be easy and good and it's just not the way it is and it's also like you don't have to have this big, crazy, turbulent life with all these painful stories to be used mightily by God, right? Like it's truly, right. right. we control our hunger for him, right? Mm-hmm. We control our yeah. sleep of him and he can give you something valuable every single day. Like that's just what he does, right? So it's yeah. like, you don't have to have this crazy story. It's just, can you walk in step with him? Right. Like, can he yeah. express himself through you wherever you are? Like, that's the point right? No matter what mm-hmm. it is, like, and in every season, and sometimes there are seasons where that's way harder than others, yeah. but it's like, it's still no different. Like that level of just being like in his, like, almost like just walking with him, like holding hands, walking through life with him. Like you get that in every season, if you choose it and it, life is so different right. when you choose it. Like, I can't imagine now going through hard seasons without God, but I know the difference, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I know the difference yeah. of going through them without him versus like having <laughs> it there, right? Or even yeah. if like he helps you, even to what you said before, learn how to receive, right? Like some seasons mm. are for receiving. Yeah. And that's the point of the season. Some are for receiving and celebrating. Like you get to fully do that, but you won't if you're on like the world's hustle or like the next yeah. thing. Like you'll miss this season that is meant to be 
so gratifying and refreshing before you step into this next one. So it's like when you can fully live in them, you get to live this life fully expressed with him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. It is. It is. It's so good. I'm like, we could obviously riff all day. So I want to ask you this question. Oh, yeah. What, okay. um, what are you up to now? Or what are you really excited about what God is doing? Like, where do you sense he's leading you right now? Well, because I'm still in the first year with the journal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've done yeah. the spring and summer. And so I'm kind of just because I could easily start going off different directions. Um, I've kind of like kept my focus on developing that. Yeah. I'm in the thick of developing the fall journal coming out and because I take, it's not just developing the journal, it's the artwork, it's everything. So it's like, it's a lot <laughs> of process, which I love. Um, so that's, that's my focus for this year is getting through all of these seasons and, and I, and I hope to continue doing it. So I've, ta- I've called this volume one. So <laughs> I love, <laughs> so we'll I love that. Yeah. So fun. Yeah. And then this is the question that I love to ask. So many, many years from now, when you're transitioning from here and going to heaven, right? You can't take everything that you've created here with you, right? You can't take everything that you've built, everything that you've planted, any of that. All you can do is give a piece of advice to somebody that would change their life. What would you tell them? Mm. Um. That's when it's like in the moment, right? Because it's wow, I can't know. I'm just trying to think. Um, a piece of advice. I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, the first thing that popped to my mind, just because I know there could be lots of different ways it could go, but yet the core would be um, love God and love others. I mean, that's what I was thinking, but I didn't want to say that because I'm like, that sounds too. But you know what I'm saying? I feel like there's lots of advice to give, but it's like, it all goes back to that to me. You know what I'm saying? In one sense, if that I get that right of my relationship with him and loving God and loving those yeah. in my path. 